Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast with Nicolene Peck. Improving your life, uniting your family, changing the world. Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. Today we are talking about super successful schedules for chores and for children and for families. I keep getting asked this question. In fact, I have been asked this question multiple times in the last week. People are saying, okay, Nicolene, your children are pretty much all grown now. You've got to know what works well with a schedule for kids. There's got to be something that's better for summer versus the school year. What should we do? And how do we incorporate work and getting the chores done? How much is too much? How much is not enough? And what do we do to get the family environment running more smoothly and getting the children wanting to wake up, wanting to go to bed, wanting to do their chores, all of that kind of stuff. So that's what we're going to talk about today. It's going to be fantastic. Paige is joining us today. Hi, Paige. Hi. Paige, we're going to talk about fun activities before we get into our main topic today. Well, I mean, as is tradition. Exactly. It's tradition. Do you remember when our family used to have sword fights? Oh, yeah. We actually had swords that were made for hitting each other. Yeah. I mean... As much as I do not condone <laughs> hitting each other, and that is not the way for parenting, for siblings to behave, when you're just having fun and you're sword fighting, you're having a family LARP, which I believe stands for live action role play, mm-hmm. but you are, you, I just know that's what Quinn always called it. He's like, let's have a LARP. You know, or I want to have a LARP for my birthday. And and so we have all these swords and shields and we, and they're all puffy. So they don't (laughs) hurt that bad. Let's just say they don't hurt that bad. (laughs) Yeah, they can still hurt, especially if you get like a full grown teenager swinging behind it. Yeah. Yeah, If someone is too over the top. Right. But it's still really, really fun. So. Yeah, it's so much fun. Anyway, so I don't know how you feel about sword play, but it's just classic fun, you know? Yeah. There's there's so many different things that you can do to bring laughs with your family, but sword fighting is probably one of them. Now, there's rules <laughs> that you have to come up with. You have to say, okay, these are our boundaries. You might come up with this is our scenario if you wanted to. But one of the biggest rules is, okay, when is a person out? When did they die? Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, our, I think our family die? rule was after you lost two limbs, or maybe three, or if someone hit you in the If head. you lost two limbs and then you got hit again, then you would die. Yeah, and then if someone hit you in the head, then that person had to be gone for a while. Yeah, no hitting in the head. That was like a no, 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 no. So if you hit someone else in the head, you died. Right. <laughs> basically. <laughs> basically. But um, yeah, so the fun thing was, so if I'm sword fighting with my right hand and somebody with their sword hits my right hand, I have to like drop my sword and pick it up with my left hand because <laughs> my right hand just got maimed and I can now not 
fight with my right hand, I have to fight with my left hand. And the same thing happens if your leg gets chopped, then you gotta fight on like one leg. So if both (laughs) your legs gets chopped, you gotta be like on your knees. Yeah, exactly. It's just really fun. Anyway, so there's a fun activity for you. You can learn how to build your own. There's tons of, you know, videos out there and stuff for how to build a foam weapon, how to build a foam buffer, some people call it. Basically, it takes some hot glue, some duct tape, some foam, some a piece of PVC, and you're good to go actually so mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. fun fun stuff all right so let's talk about successful schedules all right and what it means to have a successful schedule Paige do you think schedules are important yes especially for people like me <laughs> if I didn't have <laughs> a schedule hey, I'm just being honest here <laughs> you are being honest I'm really glad okay if I don't have a schedule or you know at least things that are written down to happen at a certain time, then it usually doesn't get done. And I just kind of dilly dally around doing what I want. Yeah. The whole day falls apart. Paige, you are like the queen of living in this happy land of distraction. (laughs) Queen of dilly dally. (laughs) Yeah. Dilly dally. I like that. That's nice (laughs) because you definitely are that. And but you thrive though when you have a schedule, when you know what comes next, when, when you have I'm to dedicated be where. To it. Oh, that's a key point, <laughs> isn't it? Because anyone could make a schedule, but just the paper itself does not actually make the difference. Right. You have to be dedicated to it. In fact, I think there are a lot of parents out there who try to have schedules for themselves and their families, and the parents are the ones that don't stay dedicated. And then they're like, well, how come we can't stick to the schedule? And it's like the parent that doesn't want to go to bed on time or wake up on time or actually follow through. So maybe you have to be honest with yourself. So you're a live in the moment person, Paige. Definitely. I'm a live in the moment person too. I love a plan and I can follow a plan and I do follow plans daily. I also like a plan that I can change up if I want to. (laughs) yes okay but see this is the happy place okay parents should not have to feel like that just because they have a plan there's no flexibility there's no moving room because if if you become a mother one day Paige and you think you have to live exactly according to some schedule or some plan and you've got some child who was up all night or or you've got some situation that happens that throws things out of kilt kilter kilt is that a word I don't know what I just said anyway but who throws things out of whack let's Mm -hmm. say whack that's a better term then you've got to feel like it's okay that the day didn't go exact it went according to how it needed to go exactly which means that sometimes it means that you always have a plan but then sometimes there's certain things that take priority over the plan and if you have the priorities in place then when something has to take priority over the plan, you don't have to have guilt about it. And you don't have to take it personally that the plan didn't go according to plan. Yeah, and you don't have to say, I never got anything checked off my list. Because let's face it, when you have a baby, (laughs) like they don't care about your schedule. I was going to say, didn't you like have a moment with your midwife where you're like, I get nothing done on my to-do list. 
Oh, it and wasn't she- my midwife. It was my friend Janice Russell who oh. has eight kids. <laughs> Go Janice. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, because you're like, I, I get nothing done. She's like, change your list. Exactly. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, what do you do every day? And I said, well, I feed the baby and change the baby and feed the baby and make <laughs> food for people. And she's like, well, is that on your list? And I was like, well, no, no. <laughs> because the stuff on my list is like laundry, you know, um, clean the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Clean the bathroom. And she's like, Oh no, no, no. You've got to put the stuff on your list. You're actually going to do. <laughs> like, Oh, <laughs> good point. <laughs> she's like, then at the end of the day, you can get it, Like your list should say, feed the baby, feed the baby, change the baby, change the baby, feed the baby, feed the baby, make food for other people. You know, she's like, and then if you want to throw a shower on there, fine. But like you have a new baby. And then at the <laughs> the day she's like then you can just go check 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 check, check. <laughs> like, yes <laughs> i'm like good point that is a super good point what a wise woman <laughs> you know i only had a couple of kids at the time she she had eight she knew <laughs> <laughs> she had it down to a science yeah. she's like i'm not gonna like write just everything on my list i'm never gonna do <laughs> so anyway so, um, yeah, so we've got to make lists and schedules for ourselves that work with real life. Okay. So we have a schedule because that keeps us going in a forward direction. It's important. It keeps us waking up and going to bed on time. It keeps us setting goals for ourselves to have these schedules. But at the same time, we also have to recognize if somebody just needs to connect with mom for a bit, if some person needs to have a phone call with you, like, grandma's struggling she's in the hospital she needs to talk to you something that might trump whether the dishes get done and that's mm-hmm. how it goes and they sit in the sink then they do and that's what happens um okay so let's talk about schedules based on time of the year okay Ooh, so yeah. that's important because certain times of the year are different than other times of the year now many of you know that i've homeschooled my children all the way along so we didn't take breaks really from homeschool. We would go on trips and yeah, trips we would do different. like camp trips and stuff. And those were our vacations. Yeah. But I mean, like we just did school year round. It was great. Well, cause so, school didn't always necessarily feel like school. Well, cause we didn't like sit in desks and yeah. like, like school. If we went camping, we would go hiking and learn about, you know, rocks and plants. Yeah. And we'd paint pictures of the forest or whatever, Mm -hmm. or yeah. And, or we just sit there in a meadow and just read. Mm -hmm. And that was school, you know? And so we, I mean, but school was like that all the time, just like every day, (laughs) you know, pretty much. I mean, we had some things we had to get through. And certain assignments and I wanted to make sure you guys had you know everything down that you needed but we had a free-flowing feeling it kind of felt like school and home life were the same thing because they were I didn't want them to seem very separated from each other so when summer would come we didn't really make a big change except for that we went camping more we went on trips more and so things things changed in that way but for the most mm-hmm. part chores and learning that happened every day for our family 
So, but it didn't necessarily happen the same way for the family when I had foster children. So the foster children went to school. They had to, that was, you know, they were technically wards of the state. They weren't mine. So even if I wanted to homeschool them, I couldn't, even though some of them wanted to be homeschooled. <laughs> I know. Anyway. Don't make me go to school. I know. So they, they had a difference between what their schedules looked like with school year versus the summer. Although our family pretty much maintained the same all year round. The one big difference, and I know you'll remember this page when, um, the one big difference that happened in the summer was work. The amount of work that our family did just shot up Mm -hmm. because of the gardens and the yard and everything like that. Cause we have like a little mini farm at our yeah. house. Yeah. An orchard and a vineyard. No animals, farm. but all the produce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not farm animals, just the crops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of crops. Plenty for us anyway. All right. So let's talk about what it can look like. The differences between the two. So let's talk about summer. We're in summer right now as mm-hmm. we're making this. So the summer schedule has historically looked like for our family, and I think this is a good summer schedule to follow for everybody, um, is we wake up a little later than usual because well, I mean, we it depends. stay up later. Yeah. yeah. I'd say some days we'd actually wake up earlier to bypass the heat and get some work done. That's true. And then sometimes we'd nap in the day. Mm-hmm. You're right. But we always stayed up later in the summer, well, though. Because it's lighter later. Yeah. And so yeah. that works. Plus we're night owls anyway, so. Generally speaking, we are. I love to see the morning come, but then sometimes I want a nap. (laughs) 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 Yeah, exactly. So anyway, so yeah, sometimes you're right. In fact, sometimes, and the children were very okay because I'd say, you guys, it's 7 a.m. Let's get out there. Or sometimes it'd even be 6 a.m. Let's go out there. And then they'd be like, oh, I don't want to. But then I'd say, remember, the heat comes. You're like, okay. Okay, let's go. (laughs) Right? So that got everybody out of the bed because we don't want to be out there in the heat. We don't want to deal with sunburns, all that kind of stuff. So we get up and we get going. Um, And so when it's going to be a really big yard work day, we might even start with the yard work, right? Outside. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The main things that happen first, get up, you know, get dressed, make your bed, maybe eat something really fast. And then we're going to start working. Okay. And so those things, that's just your regular day's maintenance. But one thing that I usually try to do before we work is always our canon. So the canon was a time where we would pray together, read scriptures together. And if we have a lot of work to do, I'm not going to make the canon take a long time. It's going to mm-hmm. be to the point, you know, nice and fast. I was say it was it probably only like 15, 15 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The some days our canon could go on for a couple of hours in the school year. Mm-hmm. And if we're not going to run off to do a bunch of yard work or if we don't have a field trip planned or something, then we might have our canon go for quite some time and do quite a bit of study in that canon. So anyway, so we do our little canon, then we go outside and we work as a family. So that's family work time. And that could be, sometimes we set a time limit, remember? Sometimes right. it was like, we're going to work until it gets too hot. Sometimes it was, we've got to get this done today. 
the potatoes have got to go in today. <laughs> the stuff has to, you know, because you got to stay on a schedule a little bit with planting. Otherwise things don't right. grow in time. This year, my onions are not doing what they need to because I messed them all up. <laughs> anyway, and so because you, if you don't get it happening in time, then you've got problems. So anyway, we do that. And then afterward, we come in. Sometimes the kids wouldn't even eat breakfast until after the yard work happens because we're not like big, huge breakfast people. So then we eat and then people would move on to their daily chores. So maybe it would be like so-and-so stewardship is to clean the bathroom. Somebody else Yeah, and with those, we would have lists usually on the inside of a cupboard or something that we could look at. Like, okay, it's Wednesday and it's you know, we're on this list. Okay. We know what chores we need to do today. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. It sounded like a freight train just passed by your house. <laughs> that would be a truck. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> such as it is sometimes when you're on the road, right? Mm -hmm. Anyway, such as it is Paige is meeting her future in-laws right now. It's so yes. exciting. <laughs> so I'm currently anyway. in Texas. <laughs> in Texas and a loud truck passed by such as it is. Okay. Yes. So, um, yeah, we, we made a list. We hung it up. Here's the list of everything that goes, which was great. And then we gave people stewardships, but this came a little later on earlier on all of you had a chore chart where you would follow certain chores each day. And when the children were young, it was the same chore every day for training so that they mm -hmm. would get that chore down. Then they would move on to another chore and they would do it every day. But when you got older, your chores would vary from day to day. And usually I gave you a hard chore and an easy chore every day. Do you remember that? It mm -hmm. would be like, you've got to mop the floor and dust the banister. Dust the banister easy, mop the floor, take some more time. Right. Right. And so some person might clean the bathroom, which is going to be maybe the hard chore. And then the easy chore might be something like, and take out the kitchen garbage you know, or mm -hmm. something, mm -hmm. but it was always an art, hard chore, easy chore. So once we got those chores done, then you guys would move on with some learning time and you would say, this is what I'm going to do for my learning time today. I'm yeah. We'd kind of sit down, book. plan it out for a few minutes, make a list and be like, this is what we want to accomplish today. This is kind of what it's going to look like. So we kind of made a daily schedule mm -hmm. for yourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And right? then we just went and did it. It would be self, self-governing. Yeah. Well, because we taught you how to follow instructions, so you started giving yourselves instructions, which was really great. Mm -hmm. You know, at first, I had to tell you a little bit more, now go do this, now go do this. But then soon, you just started making your own plan. And I, and I helped you make that plan. Instead of saying, what do you want to do with your day? The sky's the limit. I said, what do you want to learn today? What do you want to focus on today? And mm -hmm. then you made that list for yourself, which was nice. Anyway, and then after that, it was just kind of like free time and stuff. And then it would come close to dinner time and it would be time to clean up all the messes. So we'd have a little quick cleanup, yep. sometimes a 60 second pickup. Oh, those are the best ones. Yeah. When I'm counting to 60 for like three whole minutes, because I'm counting as slow as I can. <laughs> we didn't know that. We didn't cleaning. need to know that. <laughs> oh what, what number are we at oh yeah 51 then as we got older we wised up a little bit like mom <laughs> mom you gotta keep it to 60 keep it to 60 <laughs> anyway so that was kind of fun so we do that and then we do our dinner right whoever's on dinner prep would be working on making the dinner 
And then we had our dinner cleanup chores. And then after the dinner cleanup chores, then we had family time at night where we'd read books and play games and play outside and whatever. And then we go to bed. Mm -hmm. So that was life. That's life at the Peck House. And that life actually happened year round for us. But for a lot of people, that might be your summer life. Okay. What, what people want to, what projects they want to work on for their own enrichment during the summertime. Right. And <clears throat> then school year is going to look different. So school year is going to look like wake up. This is what my foster children did for school year. Wake up. They would get up like 6 a.m do their chores. They had a hard and an easy every day, same deal. And they would do their hard and easy. Then they would go to school. Then they would come home, do homework. And then we would do, they would have a little bit of downtime. Then they would have family time prep for dinner, right? So prep for dinner, eat dinner, clean up dinner. And then we'd have more family, just kind of fun time. And then they would go to bed and we would start the whole system over again. So for them, Saturdays were a really important work day, right? Because that's when our family work was right. going to be happening the most. Occasionally in the afternoon, because I'd always be taking everyone along with me. That's the important thing is with the children, you take them along. How do they learn how to make the bread? How do they learn how to make the dinner? How do they learn how to fold the laundry unless you take them along with you? So I was always taking everyone along with me no matter the age. So there was tons of family work that happened, but in, in our summer schedule or our regular homeschool schedule, family work happens every day. Oh, for but sure. With, every, with everybody else's schedule, family work for sure is going to, if, if you're in school year track and they go to school in the day, you're going to want to for sure have family work on Saturday. Don't be surprised if they loathe family work on Saturday. If they're like, ah, I don't want to. And they give you some pushback. Because, well, say we even did that sometimes. Well, yeah, you know, and then I had to correct you for not keeping a calm face, voice, and body and not disagreeing appropriately. Um, but <laughs> that's yeah. a lesson for another day, and we won't talk about that today. <laughs> but um, but if they if they give you some pushback, don't be surprised because all week long they're just doing little tasks because of school. Kind of get kind of gets in the way. And um so then when they get to the weekend, it's like they're really hoping for a ton of free time, but they also need that family work time, which is super important. So they need to have that. It's important. In fact, too much time away from work is actually bad for a person's character development, actually. so Oh, it is, because then they get entitled and they're like, oh, we don't have to do any of that. Yeah. In fact, a lot of parents are like, how do I help my children love to work and like working and stuff like that. And that's just, you know, everybody's desire. But then at the end of the day, you know what? Not a lot of parents are having their children do much work. That's so the reality of So then of course of kids are going to be like, why would I do that? Yeah. And in fact, parents make out work to be bad. They're like, well, let's get mm -hmm. the work done and then we can play. You know, let's just, just like get it done. It's when bad. When really you can just it's incorporate play into the work. Yeah, and work doesn't have to be bad. You know, no, it's like it can be fun. It's just work. It's just part of life. Some of my greatest memories are with working with my parents. I don't even remember all the fun, crazy things. We did some of those. Yeah. No, um, I know but, for me, I love a good job well done. We did some service with a, um, a bunch of other young adults. 
a while back and we just all got together and we worked the whole day. We were literally like remaking yards, throwing out trash and it was mm-hmm. a lot of manual labor, but it was like one of the most fun things I've ever done. Well, yeah, but the thing is, is you know how to enjoy a job because you're not afraid of work. Right. Because you've worked your whole life. Mm-hmm. Paige, by the time you were, what, how old were you when you were like six and Quinn was eight and I was on bed rest with Porter when I was pregnant with Porter and you and Quinn canned all the apples, all the peaches. You did it all yourself. And I was laying there watching you guys do it <laughs> when you were six and eight years old. I mean, you've been working your guts out your whole life. By the time you were three, you could fold your laundry and put it away. You had daily chores. You, you knew how to work alongside me. By the time you were four or five, you could do the dishes. You could clean the bathroom. You could vacuum the floors. You could sweep floors. You could do most jobs. By the time you were like nine, eight and nine, you could literally run the whole household. Mm-hmm. Yep. By the time, by the time you were 12, you were even before that, but by the time you were 12, m- me and dad could leave for an overnight at a hotel here in town to have like a, a little retreat as a couple and you and Quinn could just take care of things. Take care of the house and London reporter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, you really had high capacity and and we never would have thought you weren't prepared for that. By the time you were 12, your dad was having you drive the car. Anyway, I mean, not on the streets, but like, Clarification, not actual driving. We we weren't breaking the the law, but it was like, you know, we actually believe in growing people up. There is a problem in society that people do not know how to work. They expect everything to be convenient, everything to be fast. Peter Pan syndrome. It is, it is. And and it is the work that builds the confidence. It is seeing a job well done, you know. And there's so, nothing like seeing something accomplished that you did and knowing that it was hard. We're like, it's done now. And look, it's amazing. Well, and that's why you can't just have a child do such a basic thing. Always. They got to move up to harder things. So there was a point where, you know, at first it was a hard job and an easy job, but then soon you had a whole stewardship and it was like, Paige, you're in charge of the kitchen for the week. That was and the worst week. But yes, <laughs> it was the worst week because there were multiple stewardships like basement stewardship, you know, family room stewardship, kitchen stewardship, bathroom stewardship, you know, there's different stewardships, but, and kitchen was the worst, but it rotated. You only had it for a week. <laughs> only one had week it for a month. month. Yeah. One week a month. <laughs> one week a month. And then it would come back around in another month, you know, but, um, but you knew how to look at a kitchen and see what needed to be done and mm-hmm. get it done. And so, and that's, you, you bring on stewardships like that when, when they're a little bit older. But the other thing was as family work, sometimes I would say, we're going to work for an hour and you guys would be watching the clock, ticking it down, <laughs> ticking it down. But then sometimes I would say, you guys, we just got to get this hill done or we got to get the, these potatoes in. We got to get all the crops planted today, you know, or whatever, because the rains are coming tomorrow. We got to get it in. And, and so I would just say, this has to be done until it's done. Now, that wasn't everybody's favorite thing, but you learned something. 
you learned you could stick to something for a whole day of work. Just like you said you just did with your friends the other day for a service project for people. And it was one of the funnest things you've ever done. Mm-hmm. And well, it felt then, so good. You look back at it and you're like, wow, I did that. I created that. Mm-hmm. It's very satisfying. Yeah, you learned that that much work was okay. Yeah, you're so tired, but it's a very satisfying exhaustion. Mm-hmm. I would say so, for sure. So anyway, people always want to know what uh, they can do for their younger children. I mean, mm-hmm. it's pretty obvious what, what chores you can do for older children. Try not to be a perfectionist. That's important. Parents that are too perfectionist don't give their children enough work because they'll think, oh, no, I got to do it myself if it's going to be done right. Your children will never ha- learn how to do it right if they it's don't okay get a chance to do it. It's okay if it looks funny or if they miss a few spots. Yeah, just work them through it, show them what they missed, help them point it out, make it really positive. You know, yeah. they can learn how to do a chore as well as you. Mm-hmm. And they can learn that quicker than you oh, might. Oh, because there's, there's like a totally, there's totally a thing in our house. <laughs> like, well, should we do it according to our standards or dad's standards? <laughs> yeah, because he's got the picky. He's oh, like, type yes. A. <laughs> yep, this will be done exactly. There will not be a water spot left on it. It will be shined. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And then they're just like, exactly. well, let's just sanitize it, call it good. <laughs> yeah, well, because mom's standard is, did you use cleaner? Is it clean? Dad's standard is, is there is any shiny? droplet of water and is it shiny? Yeah, so <laughs> you, you got to have, you know, yeah. there's two different ways there. All right, so let's talk about the little children chores. I just want to do that because people wonder what to do with their little children. So I'm just going to take a quick minute. My mom was the master at chores for kids and and I watched her teach me but also my younger siblings and these are some of the ideas that she had so basically the rule of thumb is they follow you along they follow with you you know they come along with you mom taught me how to do everything at her side but you also give the younger children things that are closer to the ground. And that does not mean vacuuming because you have to be tall enough to move that thing. And, to, you know, so even though the floor is on the ground. Yeah, it's, it's more like work. cleaning baseboards. Like if you're down on the ground cleaning baseboards, you say, hey, like, go get a rag, help mom, you know, mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. and it's really like, I, I remember doing that. You'd be like, oh yeah, we're cleaning baseboards. Here's a rag, you know, mm-hmm. or we wipe the top and I remember that. Yep, exactly. Well, and you can clean like on doors, the little panels on doors that collect dust. You can clean the lower cabinets in the kitchen that get so grimy and dusty and food spills on them. And Mm -hmm. you can clean the bottoms of the chairs Mm -hmm. in the kitchen, you know, Mm -hmm. those bar stools and the and the chairs around the table, like you might wa- wash the seats because you notice goop on there. But do you notice some of the stuff that's happening down under? You know, <laughs> like that's great stuff for children to do. Um, the window ledges, if you have low windows in your house. Oh, yeah, those window seals, Those are great. Um, washing garbage cans. Garbage cans oh, in room, the like best. a little garbage can. Yeah, that's easy to do. And... Um, washing like the handrail on the stairs, washing doorknobs because those mm-hmm. get fingerprints and, and a switches. lot of germs. Light switches, yep, that's mm-hmm. another one that we did a lot of. Um, or just even washing fingerprints off of walls and doors. You know, who who's running down the hall dragging their hands <laughs> along? That will give them the rag, and then their level where their hand is is probably exactly where what it needs, needs to be cleaned. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's perfect dusting. 
basic dusting on, on low surfaces, lamp tables, coffee tables, stuff like that is really good to do as well. Um, oh, there's just so many little low down to the ground things, but also organization. Oh, so folding towels. I think I mentioned that one before. Folding laundry, folding towels, matching socks together, mm -hmm. learning how to fold the socks. That's one. Of course, picking up toys and stuff and putting them where they go. That's going to be important. Picking up books and, and straightening pillows on couches and that kind of thing. Um, but organizing little things in drawers. That is an important one. My mom would have us organize at least one thing, one drawer or cupboard got organized every week and somebody got given the task for that particular chore. And I loved that. And, and you know what one almost always was, was that bathroom drawer. There's something about the bathroom <laughs> drawer. It just, it gets nasty. You got to clean yep. it, wash it, and you got to organize all the hair things and everything. Mm -hmm. Anyway, and so she had me do our bathroom drawers and we had these big old bathroom drawers. So it took a while. <laughs> I go through all the hair stuff. And you know, people always say, oh, my children are such slobs and they don't know how to organize anything. And they, have you taught it to them? Have you said, let's look at how the best way is to organize this. What ideas do you have? How about you organize this the way you think would be better? And if you give the child the opportunity to organize a drawer and then they open that drawer and they see it's all gone messy, they notice it. And they're like, what? Yeah. And so if you want your child to care about keeping things neat and tidy, give them the job of figuring out the system because their brain invests in that then in a different way. My mm -hmm. children were all careful. That doesn't mean Paige's room was always clean because she had the worst one. But <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about my, that. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of instructions given on that oh, room yes. and corrections <laughs> given because of that room. Um, but they all know how to organize things and keep things nice. And oh, don't get me wrong, yeah. though. I love organizing other people's stuff. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> when I get it's to my own domain, eh, well. <laughs> not as good. Not as good. Anyway, so those are some ideas that you can use for the little children, which is really great because they – they need little things. Organizing the silverware, you know, when you take it out of the dishwasher. Stuff the like that. The small forks, the big spoons, and the little spoons. Exactly. Get them all in their proper little spot. It's so perfect. So, you know, work is important. Now, I do have to say that you... A child needs to be willing and ready to do a job anytime during the day. Okay. Mm -hmm. And again, this is kind of a lesson for another day, but I just want to attach it to this conversation because there was a point when I said to my children, okay, you guys can do anything in the house. You guys know how to do absolutely anything. So, so now our new system is going to be, I'm just going to give you an instruction of what needs to be done. And so right now I say to London and Porter, I say, Okay, so today what we need to do is we need to wash the kitchen floor. We got to do we got to do all the dishes. We need to vacuum the stairs. We've got to plant the cabbages. We need to do do do. And I just say, so you know, I'm gonna run to the store. I'll be back in a bit and I'll help you with that. And when I come home, it's done. Mm -hmm. They have washed the everything. They have divided and conquered, or they have just helped each other and done it with each other. They just get it done. It doesn't matter what instruction I give. Yeah, they do it. They do it well. They do it as good as me and they get it done. And throughout the day, always growing up, even when you had chores that had to be done at certain times, I could give any other instruction. Of course I could mm -hmm. say, I need you to, uh, 
load the dishwasher, even when it wasn't your time or whatever it was. And you might disagree appropriately about it if it was actually somebody else's job. But usually you're going to follow the instruction. And we have five steps for how a person follows instructions. And so if they learn those five steps, then no matter what instruction you give them at any time during the day, they will. But with the schedules with chores, it's, it's good to have that until they really have mastered those things so that they have something that they can remember this is when it happens. Yeah. Schedules keep families happy. They do. And I say, and along with that, part of the schedule needs to be playing just as much as you do work. So sometimes you have to schedule in that time to play, but you know, most of the time it, the work gets done first and then you move on to play. And I think a lot of times, like you don't necessarily have to be as scheduled in your, in what you're going to do for play, but sometimes that does help, especially if you like don't have any ideas per se. Um, I know there are times sometimes we're like, okay, well, we're going to get all these things in the garden. And then later today, we're going to take a trip into Salt Lake and go see the Children's Museum or something. Mm -hmm. And so we scheduled our playtime in as well. And it was, it was something to look forward to and, you know, a motivation to help us get our work done. And so I think Mm -hmm. that the play aspect was very important for us as well. You know, you bring up a really good point that it's good to know the order you want things to go. And, but there were some times where I said, you know what, we're going to go and we're going to do this activity today. And then when we get back, we'll do our work. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes we did play first. Mm -hmm. So long as, but I just would tell you, but the work's going to happen later. Yeah. You would preteach us. Yeah. Everybody likes the work to get done first because that's kind of nice. Because after playing, you actually don't have a lot of energy to do the work. But, um, but sometimes you just need to play when it's the right time, when mm-hmm. something is going on. You've got to it's go okay play. It's okay to deviate from schedule if there's a good opportunity for bonding playtime. Well, and it's not even really deviating from the schedule. It's taking ownership of the schedule and saying, I'm scheduling today. Mm-hmm. And today looks like this. And I think that's one of the adaptable things that we have mm-hmm. going on in our family that we've always had. So it's like, here's our schedule and this is how I'm normally going to run it. So I have the ideal day schedule and Fridays were different. We'd get our work done and then we would go on a a field trip, always field trip Fridays. So that's what you were talking about Mm -hmm. Paige. Mm -hmm. But, but then there are some days where it was just windy outside and I wanted to make kites and fly them, you know, or it was like today is so hot. We're going to the pool. We're going in the morning and we're going to come back. And when we normally would be getting a sunburn or whatever, we're going to do our indoor work. We're going to do it then. Yeah, opportunistic playtime. Yeah, we just kind of decide what works better for us. So as long as everybody's happy with work, it doesn't matter when you do it, as long as you schedule it in. So I think the biggest thing with the schedule is almost declaring what that schedule is every day, reminding the family, this is what Mm -hmm. we're doing today. And just talking about it every single day. Have that be part of your life. And then people will think in terms of waking up in the morning and going, what am I going to be doing today? And that'll mm-hmm. be great for their adult life. Yeah. Get them thinking ahead. Yeah. Cause if they just wake up, wander out sleepy, get some food, sit in front of the TV, wander to go to do the next thing. Wander, <laughs> that is like lost. They don't even, know. our family's never done that. No. Never. We always That's knew it was not going on. Yeah, we knew what we needed to do in a day. And, and that's what people want to accomplish. So just stop the wandering by making a schedule, declaring what the schedule is every day, even if they think they already know it. 
and then moving on from there. Scheduling, ah, it helps. It really does it help, really but don't does. let yourself be trapped by it. Make sure that you still have the same family environment that you want to have. Just incorporate it into your schedule. Yeah, don't That's overthink probably it. When the, yeah, exactly. Don't overthink and don't stress. Oh, do not stress over the schedule. That's probably <laughs> one of the biggest things. If something does not work on the schedule, if you did not get the the work done that you wanted to, and you can see that you're going through the rest of the day and you logically look at the day and you think, I can't bring that piece back. Then go, oh, well, and drop mm -hmm. the subject. Yeah. Let it go. Do not take it personally and put it on tomorrow's schedule. That's okay. No stress. Well, it's been so fun talking schedules, Paige, and reminiscing oh, yes. and walking down memory lane. <laughs> and thank you all for joining us on this Teaching Self-Government podcast where we talk about everything about self-government. And I hope you can see how schedules are vital <laughs> for a person learning to master themselves and that anyone can do them. You can make them adapt to who you are, your personality, and the flow of your family. We will talk to you again more about other things related to self-government. If you want to find out about these skills and things we're talking about, more things related to teaching your children self-government, then go to teachingselfgovernment.com. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. For more information and resources to help unite your family, visit teachingselfgovernment.com.